This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group, official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Hello there, everyone. I'm Mikey Burrows. Welcome to another episode of Old Gold Club, my golden game. And we have waited a little while to do this one um, for reasons that will become obvious. Hello, Chris Awellamo. How are we doing, Mikey? You doing okay, mate? I'm very well. I, are you missing me? I, I'm missing you, obviously, having me alongside you to do old gold clubs. I always miss you, mate. I always miss you. You do hound me. Uh, <laughs> you do hound me quite a bit. But you know what? You've been a little bit quiet these last couple of days, so I, I have missed you. Well, it's because I was kind of building up to this. I mean, I do probably speak to you more than I speak to my family. Yeah, but can we, can we just can we put something out there straight away? You know, if you carry on saying foul, 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 every time I put up a little throwback Thursday like video, I'm gonna have to block you, mate, because it's starting to annoy me now. I can only put I can only put so many laughing emojis. Like, I can only do that so many times. But you you have you have now consistently done it for probably three years. <laughs> And it's like, you know what I mean? It was maybe funny the first hundred times you've done it, but you know what? After that, it gets a bit much now, Michael. Well, um, people won't know that, because obviously we, we have messages all the time, and I found and sent you um, a thing that popped up on my Facebook memories the other day. Oh, terrible. Which, which was from before we knew each other, where I was effectively internet trolling you. Yeah, you tr- basically trolling me. I've just done a blip... <laughs> I've just done a bloody column saying I don't want to be defined by that mess or by the colour of my skin. And then you send me a, 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 an old snippet of it. Was it a tweet? Was a, it a Facebook post. Was it a Facebook? Well, I wasn't on Facebook or uh, Twitter at the time. But yeah, shooting practice, Michael, yeah? Well, shooting practice, that's that's what you thought. Because obviously we worked together at Wolves. You knew that I was going to see you. That's what you thought that you would put up just for the very fact that... I've I've experienced probably the highest and lowest moment of my career at the same time. You thought, you know what? I'm going to get a little bit of laughter out of this and put well, up. No, like because we didn't really know each other at this point. Like you'd only just joined the club. I was working for the local radio. Like the chances of us like becoming really good friends ten years on down the line, whatever, were quite slim at the time. So I posted, is offering Chris Oelamo a free ticket to the Borough School of Finishing. 
<laughs> well, you know what? It's funny because the friendship that we've had that's probably what six, what six six years, seven years strong, maybe even longer than that. Uh, and this is the first time you've showed me that. So maybe if that came out in the first year, maybe we do, maybe we don't get as close as what we what we are now, Michael. <laughs> I, I think we still would. Yeah, yeah, it's part and parcel, mate. I, I was there. I was there. To, I was there to miss it, wasn't I? So. I'd have probably took you up on that that uh, little uh, little uh, token of finishing. Well, listen, you know, you were uh, as I've always said to you on this. There are not that many people that can say that they've represented their country, and you got to do that, and that is still an incredibly special achievement, no matter what happened. And I know you talk about like not being defined by it, but I love the way that, and not to kind of blow smoke up you on this, I love the way that you have owned it at times. You once said to me that you were going to start like a blog that would be entitled The Norway Miss or something. The Norway Heel, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things. I remember it was uh, uh, when I came back to Wolves, that was the, the, the nickname that, uh, bloody hell, I forgot his name there. It's so bad, it's so bad, my memory. So I've been I've been filling my head with information. Uh, Neely, you know Neely? Neely, you know Neil who I'm talking about? The Wolves squad? Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the, the Norway heel, that was his nickname for me. So it was just one, it, it tickled me because it was, it was, it came off my heel, didn't it? And it was, uh, it was one of those things that, yeah, and it was, I remember I sat on goals on Sunday and one of the presenters just went, you you got to make it work for you now. And I, I didn't quite understand what he meant, but it is crazy, you know, obviously the, the work that I'm doing north of the border, but everyone will know who Chris Willem was for the very fact that I missed that chance. Yeah. You know, well, and that's... People in Scotland, maybe. Well... Outside I've, of Wolves. I've, I've had it, I've had it, I've had it most places, you know, uh, and it's bizarre. It is so bizarre that that's... Like, even up in Scotland, like, people don't realise that you had, like, a probably a 20-year career south of, south of the border. They think you just turned up and got to play for your country and never really done anything uh, other than that. So it's it's nice now that uh, that that people are kind of taking a a closer look at the career and and the, and and the achievements that I had. Like you say, what five promotions, winning the Scottish Cup, winning the LDV fans. I've picked up a few a few trophies in my time, you know. So I've been very fortunate with the career that I've had. But again, I got to represent my country, and that's I think for for every player to go out and and do that. Or get the opportunity to do that is definitely the, the, the going to be their high of their career. Well, the golden game that you have selected took place less than a month before that incident at yeah. Hamden. It's Preston 1, Wolves 3, 20th of September 2008. Yeah, remember it well. We were the only two teams uh, in, the, in the championship that were unbeaten. Uh, and it was, it was. I, I never thought. I only got told that the day, the night before that that I was starting, the weekend before we played against my old club Charlton, and I wanted to play that game so bad, but I had to pull out uh, because I, I I started doing Pilates, which had corrected my 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 posture. And it's, it, it created other issues for me, so I was getting little shooting pains down my adductor, uh, and basically I'd lost all strength. I couldn't even pass the ball. I could probably run, but it was uncomfortable. 
And uh, I remember Andy Keogh got the start. He came in off the bench for that game against Charlton and he got a goal as well. We beat Charlton comfortably on the day. Uh, I'm not sure if there was a midweek game, but if, if if there was, we were we were unbeaten again. But I I came and trained on the Friday. Uh, Mick McCarthy done a bit of shape and from that you could see what the team was going to be and that would have been a really hard one for Andy Keogh to take you know uh, obviously I'd, me and Silva had worked up that relationship we were, were both scoring goals uh, but I was still uncomfortable so I remember I, I had to, the, the pre-match uh, I got all my massage done I got the kinesio tape put on and this is basically your hip your adductors all down your groin so I wasn't say I wasn't moving very freely, but again, it's just the adrenaline. Your back plane, uh, and the, the all, we all know what happened in the game. It was a very kind of tense affair until that first goal. But we were just we we were outstanding on the day. I mean, uh, yeah, the, it's one of those kind of iconic games, I guess, of that season because it, it came what only a couple of games after the Forest match at home. Yeah, and then you go away. And we'll get to some of the incidents in it as well. But I, I wonder, and it's a question I ask quite a few people on this, especially goal scorers like yourself, where do you, is there a feeling that you have before the game where you kind of think, I, feel, I, I think I've got it today. I think I've got these defenders in the bag. I think I'm going to score. Well, do you before have that, that every game? Yeah, I think as as a striker, when you when you're when you're on form and you're and you've just scored a couple of goals in the game before, you definitely have that feeling. You know, your confidence. You'll probably take things on that you wouldn't you wouldn't usually take on. But my week was very different. I wasn't even sure the day before if I was going to be starting. I wasn't quite convinced that I was I was close to to being fit enough to play. Because the my doctor, the the pain that I was coming, referred pain coming from my back, was was a real sharp pain, and it was just something I never trained from the Charlton match right up until the Thursday, and just getting in the in the treatment room. So I wouldn't say that I felt that way. It was just basically about getting through the game, doing what I could so that we could we could win, uh, and then. All of a sudden, when when you've you've had a few challenges, you've had a few, you've opened it out a little bit. I'm not going to say channel runs because I never ran channels, Michael. <laughs> you know that. But you know, like when you're when when you're when you're moving and you're probably you're, you're you feel that you're you're a little bit freer. Then you then you can get that feeling. And I'm very much. It's all about the service that I got. Uh, I, I a ball could come up if it's if it's Wayno going to go long with a ball. I'm going to. The defender's not going to have a clear a clear header let's put it that way if I don't win it they're not going to win it and then we pick up second balls and that's something that we've done very well uh, throughout that full season no matter what the personnel were so uh, for the service that came in on your question no I never felt like that but as the game started going and we were getting into the attacking third I'd opened out then you you, kind of get into your own little groove because it the the part of the reason I asked that is because the first goal is the overhead kick, or what you describe as an overhead kick. The, um, it's like it wait a minute, wait a minute. What what, <laughs> what, what do you describe it as? Um, falling backwards. 
<laughs> like you are so hard. Um, is it is it because we are so close that you think you can talk to me like this? Is, 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 is that because if I was anyone else, I don't think you would interview me the way that you do. It's just it's just fishing. It's just right, so okay. easy. I was just yeah. waiting for the reaction to come. Fall, right. Well, it's, as I was falling back. Yeah. Right, carry on. Carry on. It's because I can tell what's going on in your mind where you're like, "Hang on, this is a proper interview. What what's he just said?" And then like, "Hang on a minute." Um, yeah, the overhead kick because as you mentioned, if you, if you've been feeling issues building up to it and then it i, I mean this in the best one in the world because you know i love you it is kind of out of character for you to pull something like that off that's fair right have you seen some of my goals for Wolves? <laughs> oh, I'm just, have you seen I'm some not, of them? i'm not saying you're a bad player you know i thought you were an excellent no player. i'm not saying that but what it was out of character what, yeah but what it's out of character for anybody an overhead right. kick from outside of the six-yard box but that's how the, that's you don't think about these things, and that's something that I was talking about earlier. When you feel confident, you try things that you wouldn't usually do. The ball was there, I knew where the goal was, and then you you connect with it. And very luckily, that no one got a touch on it. It went into the 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 the, the bottom what left hand corner of the goal. You know, it was it was that's that's all I can say. It was outstanding, bottom right hand corner of the goal. But it was uh, yeah. I took it on because it's just I never had time to think about it. If you have time to think about it, you probably just head it back across or you, you try and just take get the control of the ball, take it down, back into the defender and put it put it back in the danger area. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah, it was uh I just I think you, I grew into that match. The first probably five minutes, ten minutes, you're thinking, right, okay, I just want to make sure that I'm fit enough to do what I can do. But then all of a sudden, once you relax, the, the adrenaline in the game takes over. And like you say, we were on top at that moment as well. We are playing some nice stuff. So you're seeing a lot of the ball. I've won a couple of headers. You're linking up well. Then all of a sudden, that's why the you grow into that that confidence and you you take that, that, uh, that, that chance on. And like you say, it was... It was uh, it's up there with one of my best for Wolves. Well, the second goal, that is classic Uolumo. Low ball into the box, two defenders trying to get on tight to you, and you're like, absolutely no chances. Get someone get into the ball before you on that. No, and that's it. It's all about the players around. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, was it Kites or Keo that put that one across. But I remember uh, Andy Keo came on for Sylvan. And Keo works well with everyone. Me and, Sylv, me and Sylv had a great relationship, but Keo worked well with Voxy, Sylvan, bloody hell. You know what I mean? It was anyone because Andy Keo can do everything well. Uh, the only thing that I would say about Keo is that if he was prolific in front of goals, he, 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 could, he could go all, all the way, play at the highest level with the, with the best of teams because he done everything he was one of the fittest he's strong aerially you know but so he came on and he had a real positive impact him and kites linking up were outstanding and then when he fired that across it's just about arriving at the right time isn't it it's like a one-touch finish you're just got to try and get across your man and it's it's there's so much onus on the actual ball itself and the ball was perfect and like you say in the form that you're in it was in the back of the net and uh i think the celebration uh, uh said it all you know you're absolutely delighted so the the penalty to wrap up the hat trick. Yeah, were you due to be on penalty duty? Sylvan, 
Sylvan's a penalty. Sylvan's a penalty taker. But like you say, when Sylvan's not, it was always gonna be was was always gonna be me. I remember me and Sylv had an argument because I was one one goal away from getting my goal bonus. Uh, it was at home to Charlton, and Sylvan took the penalty and missed it. And I remember he knew, and I said to him, I says, look, I said, I'm, I'm one goal away, this is my goal bonus, let me take it. And he went, no, 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 no. So he took it and he missed it. And I remember uh, I have got a touch, a little flick on the a long throw, and Sylvan's tried to go for it, but it's went in, he's not touched it, but he's came up to me and he says, that's your, that's your goal, that's your goal. But Sylvan got the goal. Uh, the second goal against Charlton at home, but I think he, felt, he must have felt that bad that I've I've missed out my goal bonus, and we all know what happened in the next game. My season was was ended against Birmingham, so I never actually got my goal bonus for the year, uh, which which was a lot of money, Michael. You know, just for that one goal. Uh, but yeah, so Selwyn had been taken off uh, in that in that game, uh, so it was always going to be me taking the penalty. It was a hell of a penalty, by the way. I'll give don't you credit miss, for that. Don't miss him, mate. I don't miss him. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's as simple as that. You know, it's. I think uh, whenever whenever I've been at Stoke City or Colchester, I remember as soon as we got a penalty, I always used to put a goal on my, my goal tally. I used to add the goal as I picked the ball up. Well, that's me. You got such and such for the... I just never, never imagined myself missing. So having got a hat-trick, yeah. the team is 3-1 up. 3 0 up. 3 0 up? Oh, actually, yeah, because yeah, it was a late penalty, wasn't it? So you're yeah. 3 0 up, cruising. Yeah. Why are you getting involved with Sean St. Ledger? Right, well, I've, I've, I've came across, I know Sean. Sean, me and Sean have had the same agent. Uh, and I, I've came across Sean, right? And I've, 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 I've given him a little knock, but I've won the ball cleanly. But he's went to the floor and he's beside me and he's kicked up the whole side of my body. So basically it started from the thigh right up all up the ribs with two feet he's kicked up. So as I've kind of kind of went back from that, I've then stood over him saying, what are you doing? He's got up and headbutted me as he's standing up and then, and then flew away. So I've thought, my God, he stitched me here. And the worst thing I did was probably fall to the floor myself, but he'd actually stitched me up. And I remember that, that uh, as soon as the red card came out, I, I, I was raging. So I've actually then called, uh, I've grabbed him after the match and I've took him into Martin Atkinson's room because I said, look, Sean, you've, you've, you've done me there. And he's actually said to Martin Atkinson and even Mick McCarthy on the TV and everything after that match, Sean St. Ledger says, oh, no, it was an accidental cl collision of heads. Uh, it's, it, it wasn't intentional and we all thought it was all going to get thrown out Mick McCarthy had said something that, well that says a lot doesn't it the opposition player saying that the referees got it wrong but he'd done me Sean had done me uh, and to be fair with the evidence when we actually did send the evidence to the, the, the panel to make a decision Preston couldn't support it because if they did support it Sean St. Ledger would have got a, uh, he would have got a red card and missed three matches for the, the conduct so they just looked at my involvement 
and and actually stuck. And usually when it's a failed appeal, a failed appeal, you get an extra game. But it stuck as a three match ban mm-hmm. still because they they said it wasn't a headbutt, but it was an over aggressive approach, <laughs> which was an, was an absolute disgrace, Mikey. But you know what? It was uh, yeah, it was. I had at the end of the day, someone's not going to be kicking up you, and you're just going to walk away because you've scored a hat trick. Martin Atkinson should have done his job properly on the day, and I've I've told him that many times since as well. <laughs> um, I've fa- I have found some of the match reports from the time and I want to read this line to you because it's brilliant it's from the Guardian's report on that game and it says the striker's importance to Wolves is apparent marauding like a lower league Didier Drogba his brand of muscular intimidation was largely legal and effective (laughs) well there you go eh I mean, there's a lot to unpack in there, but if someone described you as a lower league Didier Drogba, would you take that? I bloody would, Mikey. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think I'd take it, you know. You know, I mean, I've, I've played against them. I've played against them uh, on two occasions. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I'll take that, mate. <laughs> muscular intimidation. Muscular and, intimidation, you know. And also, let me just point out, largely legal and effective. Even the, even the Guardian, 12 years ago, is taking the mick out of you for fouling. Come on, my friend. Well, wait a minute. Largely legal? Yeah. Means that it's not always legal. No, well, that, well that's, 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 a, that's a compliment, though, isn't it? <laughs> Largely legal means that I, I, I never done anything wrong. I was doing, I'm, using my, I'm using my physicality, which was part of my game. I've always said that. Oh dear, Michael, are you, I don't think you're agreeing with me here, are you? <laughs> it, it does generally read that the Guardian was saying that you did foul sometimes, which means <coughs> that even now, twelve years on, I am within my rights to point out when you post videos on social media that there were fouls included. Thank you, Guardian, twelve years ago. <laughs> I'm going to start tagging you in every time I do it now, Michael. I'm going to start tagging you in, mate. But uh, no, yeah, it's part of my game. You know, it's, it was the ball's there to be won and I'll go win it. The physicality thing, yeah, I threw my weight about. I had a great relationship with all referees and that's another thing that we tried to put in. That's my, That was my first red card. I think I only received about maybe... Uh, under 10 yellow cards in my career. And you've got to remember the the, the, the way that I played. You know, it was... Uh, I've got a little... I've got a little uh, a little black book somewhere with the the, the noses that, that were broke <laughs> of players. You know, I think Alex Bruce being one of them. Uh, there's, I've, 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 I've had a few in my day, mate. It's just part and parcel. You know, it was... I've, I've experienced it myself. I had my nose shunt, shunt, shunt ledger broke my nose. Uh, so it's just the way it's just the way that uh, the way the game goes. Well, if you hadn't have played the way you did, you wouldn't still be here doing regular coverage with me on Matchday Live Extra and the old Gold Club and everything that we do, and we wouldn't be friends. So <laughs> it's all worthwhile in the end. Of course it has, mate. It's been a pleasure. You know, our, our relationship has just grew and grew, hasn't it? So it's been. It's been good. Uh, I just thought, I'm, I'm glad that you finally got around to me. I thought I was getting absolutely pied off. So I'm delighted that you've, you've given me the opportunity to share this little moment with you. Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. 
Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.